Why do you love pancakes, Weston? I just read it off my notes. There's a scene about pancakes. Oh, okay. Ah. It's, oh. I do like me a um, a hefty uh. Pancakes pan or waffles? Cake. I had this. I had this talk oh, at camp today. Boy. I don't know. Jason, because like not I think comparable. I don't think two okay. just separate two separate foods. Because I feel like when you're eating pancakes, a lot like I don't know. Like it depends because you know there's not no pancakes are the same. Like you can make like thick pancakes or thin pancakes or well, pancakes you like, shapes or pancakes. If I gave you like, hmm, I don't want to say IHOP because that feels like it's too biased. You mean IHOP? No, it's IHOP. Yeah, no, I, they're just calling. I just hate. Pancakes. I hate that they did that. Just those, just a promotion, whatever you need. Whatever. But if I gave you like a plate of Denny's pancakes yeah. and a plate of Denny's waffles, which are you taking? You can only take one. And that's your dinner. See, I see. Like, I if I'm going like out somewhere, I would know I want like pancakes, pancakes, pancakes. Okay. But if I'm at home and like you know, I don't got a time to like you know put like the pancake mix in the bowl and then you know I just put you know like a Lego waffle just you know in the toaster you know oh, just I have hate you. I. <laughs> Like, I just don't, like, sometimes I just don't have, a, like, some days I'll be like, you know, I'm okay making The only reason that I don't do waffles at home is because I don't have a waffle maker. We have a waffle maker, oh. and I love them so much. Oh, so They're so much better than homemade I've never had, like, uh, a real, like, you know, right, like you a, go to a, a waffle. that has one of those. Like a real waffle thing? A real waffle thing? Yeah, West Westfield has a waffle maker. Oh, yeah. A waffle iron. I never thought they had any. At the DC. Yeah. I just didn't want to burn myself. You won't. I, I know. Rick, you're a grown man. I believe in you. You can do it. Go get yourself a waffle. It's literally day. safer than cooking in a pan. All right. I've just yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway. Well, what a what a start. Yeah, start. Huh. Breakfast foods are important. Breakfast oh, is the most important. It is meal the most of the day. important meal. Serving it up. Yeah. Gary's way. How we like. Yeah, man. Totally. Totally. Okay. So, welcome back, guys. Yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> what? What? Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, we should go around and introduce ourselves. Do they not who... We already had two episodes. We're going to have to yeah, introduce, we didn't ourselves introduce ourselves every ourselves single time. Episode. Okay, fine. I'm Rick. I'm Weston. Yeah. I'm Jason. Yep. That's, that's us. Three Couches. We're the Three Couch Productions. We're the podcast right now. We are the podcast. We are the podcast. I am the Eggman. Goo 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 goo. Don't know. Would you like those eggs scrambled or or sunny side up? I like or? them spun. You like the what? Spun. Spun. Rochambeau. God. Okay. All right. Okay. So far, it's come back in every episode. So you know. We will keep this marked. So we got we got three pieces of thingies for you. Good thingies. Three pieces of artwork for thingies you. Things that are cool and uh, nice. Who wants to start it? Let's let's grab. Well, who started John last? Adams. Yeah. Oh, we're doing this. Okay. Yeah. I are we gonna flip the? We need a three-sided coin no, or something. No, we don't. If we could do that. Three-sided coin. No, wait, they exist. I've seen. I've seen them. They're, they're things that that exist. It's like a football shape, and has like three little. I don't think that's a coin at that point. Well. What is yeah, it? no, it's a die. It's a. <laughs> but Rick just doesn't know how the English language works. Well, that's true. Well, you're a die, Jason. Someday I will. We all will. Oh, okay. Let's just keep <laughs> on rolling. Let's keep going. Um, Weston and Rick. Weston call. Tails. Tails. Weston and me. Weston call. Heads. Heads. Weston's up. All right. All right. Uh, so, I have brought one of my favorite movies in today. It is called 500 Days of Summer. It is um, it is written by... I'm going to pronounce these names wrong. Well, I'm going to pronounce this first guy's name wrong. It's written by Scott Neuenstadter and Michael H. Weber. Uh, it's directed by Mark Webb. And it's basically... A movie about your main main male character Tom, who's played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who plays um, Ed Snowden in the movie Snowden. 
Mm-hmm. And among other things. I don't know anything else he's in, but that's what I remember. I know he was from. voiced in a Ghibli movie once, that's all I know. Really? From, yeah. I he's think ve- so. he's very good with his voice. Uh yeah, he is. He is. He can he can put a lot of emotion into his voice alone and I really like that. And then I don't know if her now her name is pronounced. Z- I'm pretty sure it's Zoe, but it's spelled with two O's. Oh, so Zooey. No, it's Zooey. She's a zookeeper. <laughs> Zooey Deschanel. So no, that's Zoe. No, that's pronounced Zoe, but it's yeah, just Zoe Deschanel. Z- yeah, Zoe Deschanel. Uh, this is the only thing I've ever seen her in. And the basic idea is, it's these two people. One of them, the man, he believes in, like, soulmates and finding the one and true love, and she doesn't. And they meet, and that's the entire premise of the movie. I already love it. I, I love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> and, yeah. So, Jason just gave me a death stare, so, like, what? why did you make that? Yeah, he's just like, it's because the guy's name is Jorson Corbin Levitt, and, like, oh, I love it, and, like, yeah, <laughs> Me, and then oh i didn't i didn't even, get that i thought oh, you were making a joke about oh, no loving it no i did no i am loving it not ba, like, ba, 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 stop ba. no now now we're okay and uh one thing before we do start i read i i recently rebought this movie on amazon and it comes with some notes like on the film which i which i very much like i didn't know amazon did that and at the end of the film, they give you one note, and it says apparently seventy uh, a, a conservative seventy five percent of the film happened to the writers. Ooh, yeah. And when after you watch oh. it, it's it's a trip. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Okay. That, that's all I got. Okay. We're gonna sign off. Yeah, we'll be right back uh, after this little break. From the very beginning. The most widely discussed feature of Kennedy's campaign was the fact that he was a Catholic. Only one other Catholic, Al Smith, had ever been nominated for president, and Smith had been roundly defeated. Kennedy refused to accept the proposition that a Catholic could not become president, and repeatedly in his campaign he declared, I hope that no American, considering the really critical issues facing this country, will waste his franchise and throw away his vote by voting either for me or against me because of my religious affiliation. It is not relevant. I am saying to you that my decisions on every public policy will be my own as an American, as a Democrat, and as a free man. We are back. Wow. See this. This is why I, lo- I love movies, man. I, I love. I love. Th- this. There's no other art form out there that can do this sort of thing. To the, like. Just grabs you in. Um. Gee. Uh. Where do I start? Uh, I don't know. It's always the. There's just. Let me just start with, like, the story is just, like, how it, like, you know, it's never in order. And, like, you know, you get bits and pieces from, like, different parts of the relationship. But I, it doesn't really matter that it's, you know, continuous. Like, because the whole thing is just how it was. And you just see all of it and, you know, what worked and what didn't work for them. And, uh... Yeah, it was told, like, uh, I like, like, what I, I don't know, because, like, the the bits with the, the narrator, I didn't know, like, it felt a little, like, odd sometimes when he came in, because I didn't know, like, if he was telling the story, or if this was the story of, like, I don't know how that was, but, supposed to, uh, <clears throat> you want to join in, Jason? Um... Yeah, that was um, that was a good a good film. Mm-hmm. I was not. It was not the ending I expected whatsoever. Really? What no. did you think? What What did you? Do you think it'd be like a you know movie? like a? I don't know. 
Maybe it's just not the ending I was hoping for. Right, yeah. Like, I mean, I guess, like, everyone who ever, you know, watches this sort of movie, just like, oh, they're gonna be together, it's, you know, but... I Even think, though, directly in the beginning... No, I know says, it says... This is not, a, not love a love story. story. But I think... I think it is, and I think it isn't. Because there was love involved. That's but, not true. But there was not love... No, no, they, like, never, they never once no, said... No, 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 I know there's love. not. But... Well, he did. I think... At one point, where he's like, I love Summer. And then he went through and listing all the things oh, he loves yeah. about her. Well, I think... Yeah, I think... I heard a description of this movie, uh-huh. and it's what pulled me before I first watched it. All right. And it was a reviewer, and he says, this is not a story about the one, but the one you learn from. Yeah. You know what I? You know what line grabbed me, Spe- like, specifically uh, in this movie? It was, um, like, when the, the last time they were on the, on the bench, and she said to him... Uh, I wasn't the one you were right about. And that, like, just that, because, like, how, I don't know, that they, they got something, but they also lost something. And that just, I don't know, it's, it's good, it's, it's, it what makes us, you know, it what makes us better inside, you know. It was it, a very, it was a very, very real movie. Yeah. Um, I did write something about that. I rem- like if you the very like beginning of the film where he's trying to get her attention, mm-hmm. he does all this stuff that he's probably seen in movies, and it's like yeah. playing the music or like saying like you know exactly what I need. <laughs> yeah, that, and then that was yeah. <laughs> the way that they actually like I guess quote unquote get together is his drunk friends like he likes you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, what was that, uh, that one scene where he was, like, all happy and, like, they had, like, that, that big choreographed dance with a bunch of people in blue and I love that. that it wasn't, like, I don't know. It was definitely not just, like, one solid style of film all the way no, through. No, yeah, I, lo- I loved all, like, oh, I could go on and on about how this movie, like, how this movie looked visually and, like, Cinematograph, cinema. Is there a word for that? Cinematographically. Cinematography. Cinematography. But the way it uses its assets, and I don't know what kind of budget this movie had, but like, it's yeah. It 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 did what it needed to. Definitely, definitely. I like I like the bit where um. It had a budget ha- of seven point five million, USD, in two thousand nine. Okay. Um. I like the bit when he they uh, they shot two uh, versions like the expectations and the reality part. That was that was cool. That was that was a neat idea. I I always felt I almost felt like this was a movie, like, because I don't know what the style because like throughout the whole thing where you have like you know have the numbers of the you know five hundred days, but I almost felt like this was like I don't know, like a, a third person was. You saw this happening, and he's like, "Yo, this is a cool movie. I should make make something. I should make a movie about this." And they took like snippets of their lives and spliced them together. I actually felt like this was like wicked first person in my view because it it feels like it's from the view of Tom. Oh, absolutely. Because like no, you yeah, see I, as it goes along how no, no, I'm not saying like, in the scenes with Summer. It's like the first, the beginning, it's always happy and good. And as you go along, it slowly shows the mm-hmm. problems and what he says, those warning signs. But yeah. I get what you were saying too, Rick, with like... No, but how the movie... Because like the narrator kind of like threw me off a little. Because I was like, who is this man? Because I would feel like when there's a narrator, I wanted it to be like... I don't know, I felt like it was, you know... This felt like a good book, that's what I'm saying. Like I felt like I was just, you know... Like someone was telling me the story, and I was just along for the ride. But I do see how, like you know, it was mostly about, uh, you know, the first person perspective from. The weird thing that you said, like you said that you want to know who the narrator is. There are so many characters in this movie that are named, that you never meet. Oh yeah. You never meet Summer's like husband or boyfriend. Oh yeah. You never yeah. meet um his friend's girlfriend, mm-hmm. Robin. 
-hmm. it's just so weird. There's just so many characters that you just don't meet. Hmm. Yeah. It did fuck. Yeah. It. There were very few times where they. We didn't. We didn't really focus on anyone else, and never got, you know, boring. Like I don't know. Hmm. I I always feel like. I don't know. Just you know the smallest things, just make the biggest impact. And the biggest things. No, it wouldn't make sense. That, that would make the smallest. Yeah, no, that, no, no, that's yeah. not. That doesn't go around the other way. I think maybe the, the biggest things in life, leave, tiny the, bits of impact <laughs> in your whole. Don't Rick's try, try to say something. I don't. Just no, no, no. I don't know what I'm. Say something that sounds cool. You could put it on a but, greeting card, maybe. Yeah, but it. What he's trying to say just isn't true. I liked his rant at the. Uh, at the greeting the, cards? Yeah. I quite enjoyed that. That was good. That One, was really good. The, <clears throat> another thing that really draws me in this movie, and I always will love, is how well thought together... it like The movie's chopped up non-chronologically, mm. but how well they keep it. It's like, the one where he shows her the Ringo Starr album, and she kind of like pulls away, and then he says, I got it. Pancakes. And then that leads immediately right. into the scene with yeah, the breakup yeah. because they're having pancakes. Right. Yeah, yeah. That sort of... Yeah. I'm glad the it was The editing was very, random. like, I liked how well, like, n like, how... Because, like, I don't know how they would shot shoot this. Like, they would have the story in full, I guess. And then, however they, you know, cut and pasted this thing together, they had to think real, you know, well. Like, how would... How well would this, you know, scene go here, you know? I liked the, how well it was... The pa I thought the pacing was good because it was it was slow at the right times and it went fast at the you know the times where like had lots of good things happening and slow when like it was like depressed and you know so that was very good I give this movie a Rick seal of approval of good above four stars one thing that the writer did say, at least I'm pretty sure the writer said it. I heard from someone, I didn't hear it directly from the writer, but he said that those Ikea scenes are meant to symbolize Tom, like, so everything in the Ikea is fake and they're pretending like it's real, you know? Yeah. And the, apparently the writer said that that is supposed to be a commentary, quote-unquote, on how Tom sees the relationship. That yeah. he sees it as completely real, even though mm. it's hollow and fake. It looks real, but it's really not. Yeah. Is it like... That's what I got out of it. it just like t Tom wanting it to be more than it is. You know, he, he was having a lot of fun with like the pretending. And yeah. she clearly was just like, yeah, let's, let's uh, do this. Run around. And be goofy, because that's all she wanted. She just wanted to have fun and stuff, but he wanted to be in love. I don't know if either of you guys caught this, but I remember I caught it halfway through my first viewing of this movie, is when you look at the day counter... Oh, yeah, the weather? The background color yeah. is, his, is his emotional attachment to that scene. Mm -hmm. And I really liked that. Yeah. Yeah, I liked... Um, because there were two aspects to the background uh, on the day counter. There was the the livelihood of the tree. Mm -hmm. and, then and then there was the, the color. And then there was the, the, like, it wasn't color. It was, like, it was like the cloudiness. Because uh, it was, a, it was a, like, a scene, an outdoor, like, field. And the, the, it, there were clouds when he wasn't with Summer. Mm -hmm. But once, but even once he got... Um, there was, like, that end part where he was, like, happy, but summer was still gone. There were still clouds, but the tree had leaves again. Yeah, oh, yeah. Those are the small... I like those small details. And those the tree are... had yellow leaves this time, so... They went gray while he was depressed, and then they got yellow, and then that's when he met Autumn and yeah. all that stuff. A little thing that I do... that I That I noticed this time watching through, which I haven't noticed before is the scene where they're lying in bed and it eventually leads to her saying, I get, I no, I never told anyone that before. And he goes, I guess I'm not just anybody. We don't get to hear what she says. 
And I absolutely oh. love that. Yeah. Because the narrator's talking over it, so we don't get to hear exactly what right, she says. Yeah. Damn. It seemed like... Yeah, it seemed like all the things that you felt like you needed to know about the story to understand the story wasn't, like, wasn't important. It was only what was emotionally important, which was, I felt, like, what really, you know, brought me in more, because, like, it's not, like, it's all what you got from it, and what you got from it is that he really cared about her, and that's, yeah, that's what... This is, a, this is a great movie. I'm glad you brought this in, Weston. I really enjoy the kind of these kind of these kind of films. I also something we haven't touched on, but just the thing that Tom actually gets out of this, I guess you could say relationship. It's something with Summer, mm -hmm. is that he figures out, he rediscovers himself and finds out that he should follow his passion of architecture mm -hmm. and I think that like it's just showing that even though there's bad stuff happening you can transform that into good yeah. stuff it's like manure That's what this movie is. Any other kind of That's... recycling, right? No, I'm works. sorry. It's just look, <laughs> but he's described it in a way. Look, manure is good. It's but it also stinks. But it's for a good purpose. My point stands literally oh. any recycling. All right, works. all right, all right, all right. But um, yeah, <laughs> anyway. I I enjoyed the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I do. I think this is the first criticism of the of the pod. Uh, okay. I just found it a little predictable, personally. In, in, in what sense? Like, for the story or for just, the, the character? I don't know. Everything Summer did, I knew exactly what was going to happen. I do, yeah. I, like, okay, as much as I wanted it to see, like, them being, like, happy, I did, I did feel like it was going to be a little bit more. Because the, the movie already felt kind of real, so I didn't think we were going to get a fantasy ending. So I know what you meant by, but I didn't know what was going to happen to Tom, though, because I, I, I mm. started yeah. Well, I mean, you tell me, like, when you were watching the whole film, did you feel like, uh, I don't know, like, did you feel like you knew exactly, like, how, like, they would, like, switch their ideas? Yeah, um, no, I knew that from the very beginning. Oh, okay. I saw, I heard him, like, say that he believed in love, and she was like, no, and I knew that he was going to try and convince her that love was real by, like, trying to fall in love with her, and it wouldn't work, and that she would end up loving someone, though, because she would figure out that love is real once she saw how much Tom loved him. Mm -hmm. And then that would break his heart so much that he wouldn't believe in love because he fell so hard for her. Okay. I, but no, no complaint. Just, uh, that's my, that's my only negative comment. I on don't it. think you watch this. I don't think you go into this movie watching it to go, I want to know how they're going to turn out. If that makes sense, if you understand what I'm saying, yeah, you come into this with it's kind. It it feels like this movie has a different purpose than that. It's to well, yeah, tell of course. a message. It yeah. ha it has a it has a message of like of reality and how to like pull yourself through things. But yeah, I was just saying that the storyline was mm. uh, no, yeah, an easy one. But again, like it's still a great movie, and I have no like, actual complaint about it, just... Mm. No, yeah, I... I I get what you're saying, but, um... I will keep my, um, manure comment. It will stand. Also, the names of the scenes in this movie are so great. Oh, yeah? Like, so the one where, um, where he wakes up and buys alcohol, orange juice, and Twinkies, it's oh. just labeled as, Tom buys alcohol and Twinkies. They skipped the orange juice. They did skip the orange juice. But I think my my favorite scene in this movie has to be... It, the scene is just labeled Men Talk About Love. And it's the one where it's black and white. And they're just talking oh, about... Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. you get to everyone. And they all have different things that they say. And then Tom says nothing. Yeah. You can't even find something to say. Because he's just so lost at that point. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like... 
I think that was I think kind it, of the transition. You know what it was? I think the most interesting bits of the movie that I really should have focused more on was in the middle. Because I felt like like I, I didn't know I did that I didn't know exactly like I felt the ending was gonna be okay. Do you mean the middle chronologically or just like the, the middle like the in film? the middle of the movie? Okay. Because I felt like that was the most important bit when like that was the that was definitely the the best part of the movie. Yeah, the middle. That was the middle. That was great. Yeah, the middle bit of the movie, like, like when like they were like, they're trying to figure out like what they mean to each other, what they've learned from each other, like how much this has affected them, like all that is just like, you know, what's important. Um, yeah. Also, if you uh, there's a lot of illusions of intimacy in this film that uh that i was reading up about and jason laughed at this when it when like it panned and it showed him but if you watch in the copy room scene the first scene where they first kiss yeah if you notice she only puts her hand on the back of his hair Mm -hmm. but when she leaves his hair is completely disheveled i saw that and they actually did that purposefully to make it seem like it was more intimate than it was I uh, noticed that during the movie, but I thought that what they were trying to say was that it affected Tom more than it affected Summer. Was the yes, thing I got from it? But that that could be it. Well, that, I mean, it's always up to interpretation, right? Yeah, of course. I like, yeah, I like that. I like that what you interpreted. And also in uh, in the, if you if you notice his his buddy, he's like uh, he's like, what did you get a hum job? So the only reason that he says hum job instead of blow job is so that they don't didn't get an R rating in this film. <laughs> uh, really? That's what it takes? Apparently. Okay. Alright. Alright. I guess we're rated R now. Oh dang. No. Uh, we can be rated T for teen. T for teen. Alright, guys. I'm still a teen. Same. Shut up. Oh yeah, you are. Sh- shut up. You're not. You God damn it. it. Also, you dang kids! <laughs> I quite enjoy the uh, my second favorite scene. I have a lot to talk about. This is uh, this no, is, I know we can keep I go, really we can like go on movie. for this and on for this. I get it, but this will be my last thing. I love the scene where, and I've watched this scene in the film, and I've also watched the two scenes collab together. Where and I showed Rick it, mm-hmm. but it's the difference between the I love summer scene and the I hate summer scene. Yeah. And that it's only 168 days apart. That he can go so... That you can go so far emotionally about someone in such a short amount of time. And it's just... It, and you truly can do that so easily. And it's just... Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so man. good. It's real. It's real good. <laughs> and then I always laugh on the line where they're at the wedding... And he says, you're ridiculous. Your favorite bingle- beetle is Ringo. Because my favorite beetle is Ringo. Weston, now you, you, now, you just... Now everyone who listens to podcasts is just dropped off now. Great. I mean, peace and love, everyone. Do you know bing- uh, Ringo? Bingo. 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 Did you know that Ringo Bingo used a, used a left-handed drum kit when he was right-handed? Why? Doesn't he also do Does like... different. Doesn't he do like uh, he does M- paintings? He does MS on MS Paint. Yeah, from what I've heard. And they're like three thousand dollars. I really want one. He sold a pair of his sunglasses for like I want to say like at least ten thousand dollars. Uh, I don't know. Well, okay. All right. Well, and also as well, uh, sound design in this was amazing. Oh, yeah. I loved all the music. Yes, <laughs> but it was definitely two thousand movie for the choice. That was the one one when I was watching this, like the first time, like this. You know, I get what they're trying yeah. to do, but you're not doing it well. I didn't. I didn't love that scene to the bird. The bird just made just the, the little bird, the little animated bird. I was trying was... to like rationale how this scene was when I was watching it. I like the thing that I finally came up with. I'm like, I guess this is just like. Tom feels like he finally got what he wanted. Mm, yeah. So he's just like happy. everything like he's everything like his belief work has just come true and make my dreams come true. The Puma. The Puma. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I also quite enjoyed that they played the the, the penis game. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. think that might have to be censored. Maybe. I don't know. Okay, man. I don't know. Let's All right. just, like oh, 
I love this movie so much. I know what. We can I go on. We give so you the whole podcast about the movie. It's, the <laughs> it's like the, their entire quote unquote relationship is just weird, cute stuff that they do, and it's just so great. That's what. Yeah, that's what relationships are. I know the weird, cute stuff that means so much but hurts so much when it's gone. Oh my! All right, we can stop talking about. All right, that now. <laughs> just I because take... we've talked about it for about twenty. 22 minutes. 22 yeah, minutes. Okay. And well, yeah. I'll let Jason go next. I don't... I really... I want We're my... flipping! No! We always flip. Fine! Like. I'll flip you. Or... What does that mean? Uh, that doesn't mean anything. Okay, fine. You know, flip. Well, I do... Flip. I do heads. Oh, shoot. Uh. Watch your language. Hey. Tails. I'm going. Yay. Just what Rick wanted. Um... I'm just gonna turn this thing on. I don't know what he means by no time to take. Where are you going, Weston? I gotta pee. Oh, okay. I guess we'll pause then. Um, we'll be right back after viewing some things. <laughs> I guess. Wait. Oh, wait. No, no, you gotta. You gotta explain what we're doing first. Weston just kind of left. Oh, we didn't. Well, I thought you were recording. And yeah, then we're, you would we're stop still recording. recording. No, no, no. We'll keep it like this. We'll just wait until Weston has returned from I, his urinary expedition. This is Weston. Yeah. You've, 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 <laughs> you've, you've made this so uncomfortable for the both of us. How so? <laughs> we're still recording, my guy. <laughs> I didn't intro my thing. What? I'm just looking at the credits right now for the last movie. For the, for the movie. Her name really is Zooey. I can't believe it. Yeah. How do you say that and not say Zooey? And how is... Uh, I, I, quite li- I, I also quite enjoy that the dude's name is just Douche. <laughs> That's the guy who he punches in the face. Oh, yeah. And his name is just Douche. Uh, employee number one, they don't have an employee number two. Goddamn. Also, employee number one, he was in George Lopez. He was Ernie. You ever see George Lopez? Employee number... From when? So he's so you know where he's like in there and this he's like employee number one on this on this cast. Yeah. And so you know where like, he's talking about to the religious like card makers and he goes, "What about Mary?" And the, like the guy right there. Oh. Oh yeah. It, yeah. It was Ernie. Yeah. I saw I saw him the first time. I go, "Is that Ernie?" <laughs> okay. Well, Jason, okay. you it's your turn. So now let's move on. Talking about what you what you what you got what you got, boy. Um, yeah, I brought a, our first visual piece. Oh. Hey! Bow, 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 bow. Nice. Um, it's... A thing. Um, it was a Picasso piece. Oh. Do you want to take this? Okay. Yeah, I'll take that. So, bit. should we pause, or should you just want to comment on looking we'll at it? I don't think we'll Yeah, no, no, we'll just look at it. This. We'll look at it, um, and then we'll just describe... And you, you know, know critique. It for you? Yeah, you it's know? a La Guernica. Ah, uh, I feel like Ooh, no. <laughs> uh, La Guar. G U, or G E U. Sorry. R, N, I C A. Oh, there it is. Okay. Oh. Oh. Close enough. La Guernica. All right. Images. Images. Okay. Nineteen thirty-seven. Whoa. Yeah. So we can we can make uh, that full screen. Um, for those of you at home, I'm sure you know how to look up things on Google Images. Is there a way to zoom that? Yeah, or... zoom that in. Oh, okay. So that's. Um, it's you've kind of, told me about this before. I've told both of you about this before. I've told a lot of people about this before. This is a painting. Uh huh. Um, hold on. It is very large. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, Isn't it like it is 11, 11 foot six by twenty five foot six? Um, Where in the hell do they house this thing? This is in Madrid. Ah, uh, I once saw it in person when I went to Spain in high school. That's cool. Uh, it was really really cool. But the the story behind this painting, yes, um, was World War Two. Pre World War Two. Pre World War Two. Yes, you. So uh-huh. right. Pre World War Two. 
Spain is having a civil war. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Hitler is rising to power in Germany. Right. And Hitler is planning a war. Right. So Hitler wants to try out some uh, some war strategies, oh. such as the Blitzkrieg, if you're familiar with Blitzkrieg. Y- yes. It's where uh, they take their German planes and fly it over somewhere and just drop a bunch of bombs. Yeah. Uh, it's what happened... In London, with the what's it called, the London Blitz? Yeah. Yeah. Did they also do that in Poland? I think probably Poland. Yeah. They did it in France too. It's where you just send all your all your forces and uh-huh. just bomb the heck out of them. And so um, Hitler and uh, Franco, the the um, totalitarian guy from Spain, um, were. We're being buddy buddy, and Hitler was like, "Hey, do you want me to? I I I'd like to test out this this war strategy if you would let me test it out on some of your rebel cities." And uh, uh, Franco was like, "Go for it, man! I'm always down to kill some rebels." So uh, Hitler just bombed uh, La Guernica, a city oh. that. Picasso grew up in, uh, just completely destroyed the city, um, and so Picasso was living in America at the time and very, very unhappy about this, um, Mm. and painted this gigantic painting that's now held in Madrid, um, jeez, I mean, like, like just visual, just how it, you know. I'm gonna see if I can find one that's a little bit. Yeah, because this is a very clear. small. We have a little, um, a little bit bigger. I'm gonna see if I can find some. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a big, it's a big yeah, piece. This one will probably be. A yeah, that one's a lot, a lot better looking probably. Oh yeah. Oh, and there's there's some People. men in front of so it. So how for... did he? Like, what do you know about like when he like. Uh, like when he did he do this like right after or did he like how long would this take him to make because it's like um um it's pretty yeah like have you ever seen a Picasso painting you know what you're getting a lot of a lot of face a lot of shape a lot, yeah yeah a lot of stuff. Yeah, this and one I, in particular, he was trying to convey horror. In oh the yeah, no, way yeah, he, he did that. Horror. Yeah, he did definitely just did that. Um, um, there's just so much to unpack in this because exactly. it's so large. <laughs> it's so it large. really is, and I think like <sighs> like I see like some kind of weird mutated looking bull. In yeah, the that's you know Spain as it goes. Weird mutated bull. It just feels mm-hmm. like you know what you know what it feels like. It feels like nothing is where it's supposed to be, and like it's yeah. and like that. There is so much, you know, just pain and despair and just like just, you know, like this is what happens when you know just evil reigns. Jeez, yeah, it's ah. Uh, yeah, so they... My oh gosh. They just... Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, just... I'm just trying to zoom in and look at different pieces here. But, like, I like this over here in the right-hand side, like, the guy who kind of looks like he has his arms up, I just can't tell what's happening. And it, it it's like... What's that word? Oh, what's that word? It's like... It's similar to, like, it's just kind of disturbing that I just can't... Like, it's unsettling. It's very unsettling that I cannot tell what's going on. Right. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Mm -hmm. So, I just looked up, like, the timing of this. Mm -hmm. So, the Guernica was bombed on April 26, 1937. Oh. Um, This painting was first presented... At the Exposition Internationale... Inter- I can't Do you pronounce need to it. pronounce it? I can no, no, it's French. <laughs> I can... Oh, okay. Internet. I'm just going to butcher some it? French here. Exposition Internationale des Arts et Techniques 
Don La Vie Moderne. Oh, so the the t um, the art the international exposition exposition of art and technology in modern life. Yes. He he first presented this painting there on mm -hmm. May twenty fifth in um, nineteen thirty seven. Same year. Same year. Barely so, a month. So like a month. Wow. Damn. I mean, just for the scale of it alone is impressive, but like, just to have, because like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I never dabbled in, you know, this kind of, you know, tapers, you know, what is it called? Just art. Like, what's this? <laughs> painting? Or, yeah. It's not. It's oil. It's an oil painting. It's an oil painting. Okay. Because, yeah. Like, I don't even know how you. This is the kind of stuff, because this is just pure, uh, I feel so much, you know, stuff when you just look at it, I feel. Okay, not a month, sorry, it took him till July. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel so like, like he four was, months. Yeah, like it just would have anger and sadness when he. Yeah, so he, here, here are some um, professional interpretations. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, according to the scholar Beverly Ray, the following list of interpretations reflects the general consensus of historians. The shape and posture of the bodies express protest. Picasso uses black, white, and gray to set a somber mood and express pain and chaos. Flaming buildings and crumbling walls not only express the destruction of Guernica, but reflect the destructive power of civil war. The newspaper print used in the painting reflects how Picasso learned of the massacre. The light bulb oh. in the painting represents the sun, and the broken sword near the bottom of the painting symbolizes the defeat of the people at the hands of their tormentors. Alejandro Escalona said, The chaos unfolding seems to happen in closed quarters, provoking an intense feeling of oppression. There is no way out of the nightmarish cityscape. The absence of color makes the violent scene d developing right before your eyes even more horrifying. The blacks, whites, and grays startle you, especially because you are used to see uh, you're used to seeing war images broadcast live and in high definition right in your living room. Whoa! Yeah, that's the. That's the <laughs> I could have told you that. <laughs> Maybe not, but um, no. Yeah, this. <clears throat> Yeah. Powerful stuff, man. I don't, um... Mm. Yeah. Yes, yeah, this is, um... See, see, unlike, unlike films, when, like, you're able to, like, you know have a whole story, you know, told to you. You have to, you know, with this, it's not really, it's not only just a story, but, like, you have to tell, it shows exactly how the painter is feeling, and it also shows, like, what, like, just in one image, like, in one, the frames, the one frame, has to show everything he wants to tell. And, yeah, it's... This yeah, this is a this is what you call a masterpiece. It's uh, some good painting. Yeah. Also, fun fact about Picasso. Mm hmm Just kind of randomly. Yeah. Uh, he had by the age of three, mm -hmm. basically mastered the art of realist painting. Oh really? Yeah. If you look at some of his early works, yeah, he has a lot. He's really good at. Realistic painting. Yeah. Was well, not really what he and, known he, for now. No, he got bored of it and yeah. hated it. And then just kind of gave up. Mm. Yeah, I always feel like... Like, realism is realism, you know? You're really good at it. It takes a lot of talent. But, like, I feel like it takes even more talent to, like, you know, come up with whatever this is. The, you know, the kind of stuff that comes out of the mind of a, a true artist. So... Yeah. That's I remember I saw a photo of um one of his self-portraits from when he was younger and yeah. it's really photorealistic. 
and then he has one from when he's older, and it's like his his uh, his more well known style. Ah. Uh. Yeah, he. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So we're looking at a self portrait of him right yeah. now, and huh. Damn, yeah, uh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, here, here's what Weston was talking about. Oh. If you look up Picasso self-portrait, it's the first image to come up on Google. And it's, yeah, so he, like, he's very nicely sketched himself here. And then just the cutest. Like th that is if you go over one. Oh, oh yeah. No, not that one. Oh, Scroll up. Like, scroll up, and that one. That's him when he was 15, 25, and then when he drew himself when he was 89. You, know, you would think it would be the other way, or other way around. <laughs> like, if you knew nothing about Picasso, and you just thought, that, like, okay, now which one I have to guess what he, what he drew when he was 15? Honestly, I wouldn't do it completely opposite. I'd do the 25 when he was younger, the 15 when he was 25, but the, or no, the 15... When he's eight and nine, and the eighty-nine is in the middle. Mm. I don't. But that's just me. Oh yeah, that's because like that that no. eighty-nine-year-old one is so good. No, yeah. I just think it's like. <sighs> like look at look it's at the actually you know what that. actually you know what yeah. Like this is the only one without a, without much detail. Yeah. Is the twenty-five-year-old. Yeah, one. you're right. You're right. I don't know. I think. I don't know. I guess because of me, because I always thought, like, realism is so... But, like, again, a, you know, yeah. a unique art style, you know, way of, you know... It's always impressive, because you can never... It's always unique to its, you know... Yeah. Its painter, so that, yeah. I agree with that. Picasso was pretty good at he, painting. Yeah. Not good as a person. He was a pretty bad guy. Oh, yeah. No, I've but. heard I've heard stories that... <laughs> But no, yeah. Um, but, you know, that happens. Yeah, it can't be worse than, um, oh, which is H.R., not H.R. Geiger, um, H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft. I thought that's where you had it, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I love he's his stories. He's got a good song about him, though. I love his stories, but, like, you can't name your cat that. Ooh. You heard what he named his cat? Mm -hmm. uh, we can can't we say it on here. You can't oh. <laughs> We shouldn't say it anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> we can't say it anyway, yeah, but we definitely can't say it on here. All right. You know, but, I'm actually surprised, Jason... When you said you brought in a painting, I was convinced it would be a Pollock. I do love my Pollock, but I don't. I'm I don't very think bad at. I don't think we're his. smart enough. Like we need to get to a certain level of I, experience to no, understand. I'm, I'm gonna bring a Pollock no, eventually. Yeah. but I knew more about Guernica going into I need to it. Formulate my words better. Have you know about a fifteen minute break? Write a you know an essay on a little bit more backstory. You know, drink some Mountain Dew for drink your some soul. Mountain Dew. I think yeah. an interesting thing about Pollock is that he always smoked when he was painting. I appreciate that. <laughs> now we just do you hit up a jewel and oh, God. drink some moxie. <laughs> Weston enjoyed that one. I'm going to hit my jewel and drink some dish soap. No. <laughs> All right, okay. All right. No, that was nice. I like. I enjoyed I enjoyed that. Uh, different kind of I, I feel bad because i feel like I, I just don't know what to say about it no yeah i've always been bad with paintings yeah no, but especially because it's really hard because like now people are say like oh like in the movie when they like at the art museum and it's it was like, just a piece it was just a turd on was, a plate it's like by the way i called that i was watching the movie and i go it's just gonna be a turd <laughs> oh my god oh. but yeah that's pretty much all yeah. um Rick, Rick you're right. wrapping oh, us up. No. Okay, listen. This, okay. The best way I can describe the, what I'm going to show you is that this song is a song. Um, <laughs> this song is a song. This song is a film. No, no. This, this, this song has um, a meaning for me. But, see, like, I've always thought and, like, I know it's, you know, people have a different opinions on what, you know, connects them to music the most. I always think it's this kind of stuff that, that you know, music makes you feel stuff. And I always thought that, like, you know, it was trying to change how I felt in a way, or maybe 
or maybe have like uh, music tries to you know trying to associate with what like you put on music like you're sad if you're sad you listen to sad music if you're happy you listen to happy music but what if you don't want to feel so um that's what i've got all right um, um what's it's, it called it's it's you i may have shown you it once it's called uh fbi warning visual entropy wild Okay. We'll be back after listening to that. Um, see you in a bit. really weird and relaxing like it feels like mm -hmm. something I would uh, pop that... on while I'm doing homework right. or something but see like this is because okay so when I was like you know what was, when was this like 2016 like when I was like first discovered like what vaporwave is and what people would try to do with it there weren't many songs that like they made me feel calm Every other f song felt like, oh yeah, this feels like, you know, just like a cool beat to listen to. But this song, for some reason, stuck. I don't know why, but whenever I listen to it, it just gets me in this, what can be only be described as trance-like, I guess, in which I don't it gets to the point, like, some point in the song, I can never tell because every time I listen to it, it just gets me to a point where I just go blank and don't think about anything at all. And this song is just my head. And I only, I don't really listen to it anymore because when I used to listen to this a lot is when, like, when, I, when we did shows in high school and I got real nervous and stuff. I would just listen to this so I wouldn't think about anything and so all the nerves would just go away and this song would take its place that's it and I just so I guess what I meant by not feeling anything was my, this song replacing whatever emotions I had if that makes any sense this um this is the kind of stuff that I like to listen to when I am driving at night. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I get it. I have a great quote about driving at night. Mm. I have a lot. I've done some real good that driving makes, at night songs. Like this. Um. Oh no. Where is it? Ah, oh, here it is. Ah, oh, there's nothing like. There's nothing like driving alone at night, watching your headlights make visible what's in front of you. Singing along to a hit song that, uh, I don't know, I have the typo here. No. Singing along to a hit song, um, oh, that won't age well. It doesn't matter that your experience was cliche because it's new to you. Um, hmm. and that's just a little... John Green. Oh, of course. Uh, of course. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just remind me of that quote. Oh, yeah. And um, of that, like, I do that a lot lately, driving at night. Mm -hmm. And just, I turn on some, some soft, ambient I, I think music. What I like about this song is because, like, I don't know if you heard, like, how Vaporwave works is that they use, like, different samples from, like, different songs. Mm -hmm. And so when you listen to this, you can, like, you hear bits and pieces from, like, songs you would hear, like, being played at, like, you know, an old radio station or, like, you know, in the mall or an elevator or something. Mm -hmm. That know? was, um, so, yeah, I, I could tell that the uh, the saxophone and the guitar weren't from the same song. Right. So, but it also reminded me of this this tape that I've picked up. Of what? What is uh, it? Grover Washington Jr. Oh, is that? No, I remember you picked up. Was that at... Uh, that was at the music outlet. The music, down yeah, yeah, Enfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ninety nine cents for this thing. I picked it up just because I saw a guy holding a saxophone. And I was like, oh, it's some jazz cassettes. Yeah, so yeah. I picked it up and I was like, yeah, this is jazz, mm -hmm. and it's really good. And it that was like very much similar to what he does, just like a something with a beat and just a very soft saxophone mm -hmm. on it. And it was that was good, and it was. I think this this episode we brought some very different things than we've been doing. Yeah, the other I, episodes. I do enjoy I think it. That's good. Yes, very true. Very nice. We get a good variety in art. Very variety nice. is the spice we of to, life. We need, Jason, telling you we need that. to wrap this up. Uh, we, we're a little bit longer. This is the first time we have a, a film in our thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of I don't think, talking. I don't think I'll have that many notes on any films that I bring in ever again because th this one just means a lot to me. So right? You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think we're gonna have any notes. Well, I mean, like, very important. We need to discuss. There's nothing really going on that I know about. I know that the United States women in the World Cup, they're doing real good. Yeah, they um they made it to the semifinals. Yeah, sports it's, is an art. Spain. Yeah. Oh, they beat Spain? They I saw that Spain. game was today. Yeah. Oh. They beat Spain, like, I think three to nothing. How's Germany doing? I was following them a little bit. I always root for Germany in the World Cup. Oh, you're lame. Listen, oh. I go with my, my heritage that does the best. Well, fair enough. Uh, they beat Nigeria on Saturday, and on Saturday they have another game against Sweden. Okay. Cool. The uh, United States beat Spain two to one. Wow. They're up against France. Brazil two to one. Okay. Jeez. I oh, also. For whatever uh, when we do this new segment, I always go to Twitter see whatever's going on. Oh. You, would you like to know what is the number one trending thing right now? Oh, probably not. Well, I'm gonna say it anyway. It's hashtag Minecraft Monday, boys. Okay, that's uh, that actually kind of makes me happy. Yeah, that's good. Hell <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing really. Nothing else to. Nothing really else to note other than that amazing thing. Fair enough. Uh, all right, guys. I think, yeah. Yeah. We should end yeah. it here. Okay. <laughs> um, so thanks for tuning in. Yeah, um, go find us on Facebook as Three Couch Productions or on Instagram and Twitter, both at Three Couch. You can email us at threecouchproduction at gmail.com. There's no S in that. And um, questions, suggestions, yeah, you know, comments, like, anything. You know? Yeah, and as always, tell your friends about yeah, us. Bye, guys. Adios.